You're listening to A Date with Data with your host, Amy Bitterman. Hey, it's Amy, and I'm so excited to be hosting A Date with Data. I'll be chatting with state and district special education staff who, just like you, are dealing with IDEA data every day. A Date with Data is brought to you by the IDEA Data Center. Hello, and welcome to A Date with Data. During this episode, we are continuing our incredibly interesting discussion with Don Kemp and Dominique Donaldson, who are both Part B data managers with the Georgia Department of Education. They shared on the last episode what their stakeholder engagement looked like over the last few years, how it's evolved, and now we're going to hear more from them in terms of strategies that they have found to really help keep the stakeholders engaged and also what they have coming up next for stakeholder engagement in Georgia. What are some ways and how do you think you've been able to maintain this ongoing feedback um, from stakeholders going beyond, you know, the, the target setting piece and really, like you said, getting more into the improvement activities, um, evaluating progress, analysis. How how has that, you think, um, been able to, to be so successful in your state? I think that Dominique can speak to that in terms of our intentional strategies that we've used. So as far as maintaining those instructions, intentional strategies, we really, in each stakeholder session, we really had a focus. So we would focus on specific indicators and making sure that we were continuously working towards presenting the SPP APR information in a manner that was clear and understandable to stakeholders. Um, You know, making sure that we created a safe space for the discussion allowed us to have those deep discussions where they felt comfortable um, questioning and asking in order to gain uh, a very uh, in-depth understanding of the content so that we could use that information to inform our decision making. Uh, We also, one of the other things that we did was schedule stakeholder sessions in advance. Um, That helped keep the momentum going. What we allowed people to do was register for the sessions. Mm -hmm. And when they registered, they were sent a confirmation email and they were able to add the event to their calendar with Mm -hmm. reminders about the event. And so we found that if the stakeholders had, if the stakeholders have the event on their calendar, it increased the chances that they would actually attend the session. And then, as we also talked about, intentionally adding Spanish interpreters and soliciting per, uh, participation through flyers in Spanish. Great. That, that's a really smart idea, making sure you include that calendar invite so it's not it's much easier to get it on their calendar rather than someone having to remember to put it on there and they don't always do that. And what are some ways that you follow up on any concerns that maybe come up during the stakeholder engagement discussions um, by bringing in other people to kind of help, you know, some of the experts in those areas to really help answer some of the questions that maybe come up about the different initiatives. So Don had previously mentioned how deep the discussions had gotten. Mm -hmm. And so because the discussion is so rich, Sometimes we do have questions or topics that require us to dig deeper and continue the conversation. Mm -hmm. 
And what we would do then is when the stakeholders have those questions about students with disabilities, mm -hmm. such as students with the most significant cognitive disabilities, we bring in program specialists to present in our SAP and they provide and clarify information. Um, other topics and areas that also had a lot of interest included transition and preschool. Mm -hmm. And so we also brought in program specialists from our Division of Special Education Services and Supports, and they have also presented information. I'm sure, I mean, this is a very, you know, difficult undertaking and, and was for, for all states, um, you know, with the new package. And like Don mentioned at the beginning, you know, that really explicit charge from OSEP that this be an ongoing, continuous, you know, meaningful initiative, bringing in stakeholders to provide input going beyond just the target setting. What are some of the, the bigger challenges um, that you have faced with this process of, of bringing in these stakeholders and getting that meaningful input? One of the challenges we experienced was scheduling. It's difficult to find a time that works for everyone, but we did offer multiple sessions on several days with offerings in both the morning and the afternoon in order to get the best possible wide range of stakeholder participation. Another challenge we had was um, making sure that the information that we talk about and disseminate is done in an understandable manner um, that's bite-sized so people can really uh, conceptualize what we're talking about to be able to use the information and really participate in the discussion. One of the other things that was very important was how do we keep the open communication with stakeholders when we're talking about setting targets? We all have high expectations for our students. However, communicating the difference between our expectations and the state targets can be somewhat challenging. When we set targets, you know, we think about the targets of being attainable. So when we review data, targets should be made based on reasonable or attainable growth or progress. Sometimes in the discussion, there are unrealistic expectations that can yield unrealistic targets. If targets are unrealistic and never attained, there's a loss of enthusiasm and it could minimize the progress that's actually being made. So there's a hard line to walk when you have high, but not realistic expectations. Yeah, I can see that as definitely being a challenge when you're working with the stakeholders who, of course, want, you know, 100% and where you're at is, you know, at 20%. And yeah, so I, that could be a challenge for sure with that discrepancy between really the ideal and what, of course, we hope and want for our students but what, like you said, is is realistic and attainable and achievable and making kind of those those smaller incremental um, steps to improve. Right. And like what you mentioned, you know, working through some of that process when we're looking at, for example, assessment results, mm -hmm. they may not be exactly where we want them to be. So when we're thinking about creating uh, achievable, you know, smart targets for assessment, you know, that may, when we're looking at data, the stakeholder may have emotion, it, you know, it may generate an emotional response yeah. when 
we're trying to really use data to inform the the decision on where the target should be. And that can create some kind of angst sometimes. And we have to just work through it, be very intentional about working through the desire for our students and what we, you know, looking at the data, where the data tells us we need to go based on rate of progress mm -hmm. and ultimate goals for what can be reasonably attained within a year or within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And that really leads into talking about those strategies and initiatives and programs and, and getting the stakeholders, you know, yes, we, we want, you know, a lot of progress and, and hope that we, you know, eventually get there. But let's talk about, you know, how we're going to get there and, and what, you know, ideas they have, too, for, for progress. Coming in now to 2023 and moving forward, what um, are some changes you have in mind? What are your plans for continuing this wonderful, you know, stakeholder engagement that you've been able to maintain now for, for several years? So we really want to capitalize on our collaboration uh, with parent to parent and increase our collaborative efforts. We found that collaborating with parent to parent, we're able to increase the amount of parent participation um, from groups of people that we normally would not have reached. Also, we want to provide additional survey opportunities. We discussed how in the meetings, people may not be ready to um, vocalize their thoughts. However, when given the opportunity to submit a survey, which is an anonymous survey, we can really collect honest feedback, and we can use that feedback to inform our decision make making. Also, we, we want to really look at increasing our marketing of stakeholder input sessions. So that's a, a huge priority for us. So we plan to create a marketing campaign that will disseminate information about our stakeholder input sessions through various mm -hmm. avenues. And our plan so far includes providing information and invitations through our special education directors webinar, weekly newsletters, collaborative partnerships, such as parent to parent, our website and professional learning activities, such as our budget and data professional learning. And that's just to name a few. And um, parent to parent, that's your state's uh, parent information center? Yes, yes. ma'am. Go ahead, Don. <laughs> yes, I was going to say yes. Yes, it is. And they are they have representation on our state advisory panel mm -hmm. and have shown a tremendous willingness to assist in this work. Great. It's always so nice to see in states where there is that strong collaboration between the SEA and the Parent Center you can see, especially with stakeholder engagement, how much of a difference really that that can make. Is there anything else either of you want to add that you didn't already discuss? Any other highlights or tips, strategies you want to share with us? I just one thing that comes to mind is that when you have a really diverse group of people like our state advisory panel is, you have to be very flexible when you're presenting. Mm -hmm. Just like what Dominique said about providing information in bite, in, in bite size or in, in manageable chunks, you have to be able to do that 
Jones had to be flexible enough to work with those participants on the state advisory panel that have like not statistical knowledge uh, understand psychometrics, mm -hmm. ask really tough questions, question some of the formulas that are used. So it's a, it really requires a lot of flexibility so that you're not shutting down people that are not as interested in that level of topic and that you are in fact providing a, a good, relevant response to those people who are asking the technical questions and or offering feedback for that. Sometimes when you have those technical type individuals, it's helpful to provide them with follow-up, say, in terms of graphics or mm -hmm. charts that they can look at following the meeting or at a different time so that you're not stopped completely on maybe a technical point. Yeah, that, that's a great point. It's really a balancing act when you have a group that kind of ranges the spectrum of, you know, folks who maybe are, are pretty new to all of this and ones who have that more technical background, like you said. And, and that's such a really great idea to kind of you know, answer questions, but then say we can definitely provide you with more information, more detail afterwards, or even have like follow-up conversations with those maybe who want that deeper um, discussion. And I would also add that, um, you know, start early. Hmm. Start your planning for stakeholder feedback sessions and engagement now. Yeah. And then also let your your stakeholders know that their their feedback was used to make the decisions that were made mm -hmm. so communicate that we considered this this is what we made a decision based on your feedback yes a hundred percent yeah when you do have the next time you meet with them leading up to it make sure you're telling them how useful and critical what they've provided has been so that they hopefully right. will continue. Well, thank you both so much. You shared such a huge amount of information. I'm still kind of reeling, trying to unpack it all in my mind, but this was really informative. Thank you both. Thank you for that. Thank you. To access podcast resources, submit questions related to today's episode, or if you have ideas for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. The links are in the episode content, or connect with us via the podcast page on the IDC website at ideadata.org.